United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Sarhang Hamas Saeed is director of Middle East programs at the U.S. Institute of Peace in Washington, D.C. He tweets at Sarhang Salar here to talk a little Iraq. Welcome back, Sarhang. Uh, good morning, Joy. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Oh, medium. Uh, boy, Iraq seems very messy these days. Well, it looks uh, messy if you look at the details, uh, but I think um, there's a story for, there's a half full uh, and a half empty uh, glass look at uh, Iraq. Uh, um, and looking at the small details uh, or smaller details, you can see some ups and downs in the security and uh, the economic situation. But I think if we take a step back and look at the past year, uh, which is uh, during which that uh, we have current prime minister Calvin uh, uh, has c- completed a year. He's been to a certain degree able to stabilize the executive branch of the government and uh, lay the foundation for early elections that are slated for October later this year. And uh, he stood up to uh, the armed groups that are challenging uh, the state and attacking uh, U.S. troops uh, there. Uh, not as much successful, but uh, I think he's shown a willingness. Um, so the big game of, of the year is looking at the elections coming up and uh, the status of U.S. troops uh, uh, while the country is uh, trying to uh, recover from years of violence. Um, what are, what are the nature of the protests going on in Iraq? Well, the origins of the protests um, date back to uh, at least in the, the recent rounds to October 2019, uh, where uh, many Iraqis in the middle and the south of the country, mostly youth under 25, uh, poured to the street, challenged the government, asking for better services, for more accountability, fighting corruption. Um, uh, better jobs and ending uh, external malign influence. Uh, since then, COVID-19 has pushed most of the protesters off the streets for health reasons, and also there has been attacks uh, killing uh, hundreds of protesters, um, assassinating a good number of them and uh, injuring thousands. Uh, so the, the bulk of the numbers on the street has uh, weakened, but uh, from now, every now and then, uh, there are large demonstrations uh, maintaining pressure on the government to deliver on its promises for early elections and reform, uh, but also applying pressure on the government uh, to hold perpetrators of violence against uh, demonstrators, um, and bring them to justice, and uh, stop the impunity with which these armed groups are killing uh, civic leaders. Outsiders also seem to be a problem. Um, Turkish airstrikes killed three people, at least three people in a refugee camp. Drone attacks from Iran, uh, also a problem in Iraq. What do you make of that? Definitely, definitely. External um, uh, interference in Iraq uh, continues. Uh, Probably the strongest perceived is uh, an actual is from Iran that has... um, uh, uh, capabilities through influencing the political system, the economic situation, the security situation there. And uh, in the past uh, few days and few weeks and few months, uh, there has been a change in the attacks against um, uh, Iraqi bases that host uh, U.S. troops and coalition troops 
Al-Assad in Anbar, and, uh, and they're back at airport and Erbil airport. Um, and uh, as you rightfully mentioned, Turkey's, uh, Turkey's military um, uh, operations in Iraq has expanded in terms of the number of troops and weaponry used uh, in the Duhok uh, province, but also expanded further into Ninoa and Soleimaniya through drones. Uh, these are uh, areas of concern about the stability uh, of Iraq, and uh, they seem to continue for now. Yeah, I mean, uh, you think of um, any sort of autonomous, independent country, and two other countries coming in and, like, bombing and killing people and taking people out, that would be a matter of some international outrage. But in Iraq, it just seems like one more thing they're dealing with. Uh, so it's these things are products of um, of years of accumulated problems uh, where Iraq was weak and these countries have uh, come in um, to through proxies and to a certain extent direct presence and direct operations. Um, where things are going in a good direction is um, uh, the current prime minister uh, Mustafa Kalami. Is uh, has shown uh, that he is willing to defend the sovereignty of the of the uh, of the state and strengthen the state that will help uh, regain the trust of the Iraqi citizenry and uh, is pushing back on Iran and is trying to limit the influence of the Iranian allies uh, in Iraq to turn the relationship uh, to a state to state um, relationship. With Turkey, this is a more recent development in the past year or so uh, that the, the scale of the Turkish operations has increased. This is an area where he has not uh, been uh, able to, sh- to, to counter the Turkish expansion um, because Turkey has uh, just the, 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 the border access. It has the uh, control over Iraq water that goes to Iraq. So they, they have just more influence. But on a positive news, uh, Iraq actually, despite all of this, has been able to stabilize its relationship uh, in, in the region with the countries of the region uh, and has become actually the, the location where uh, uh, the Iranians and the Saudis uh, have got together uh, for dialogue about how to uh, turn the heat down, at least in Yemen, and maybe the foundation for more talks about regional stability. So it's not all bad. Mm. And you mentioned the upcoming elections in October. How are the Iraqis taking to democracy? Well, the uh, the key building, so the elections are uh, slated for October 10th. The key building blocks uh, have been put in place, new election law and uh, new electoral commission, uh, Supreme Court, uh, which is a result, has been reactivated, which is important for uh, endorsing the results of the elections and get looking into disputes. The, uh, the candidate registrations and alliance registrations have taken place, so these are being under review. So the, the, the general direction of the process is moving forward. The Security Council uh, has uh, renewed the mandate of the UN mission in Iraq and supported it with uh, uh, sending teams to monitor the elections. Probably not enough for the scale that is necessary to uh, have trust in the process, but uh, the, the Iraq is uh, trying to get the, those international monitors from the UN and with the uh, European uh, countries. Uh, that will be important. So from now to the election date, uh, the key challenge there is how much uh, trust uh, could be mustered with the people so that they can turn out in large numbers and make a difference. Uh, that's a key challenge that is still being worked on. The second 
is the security of the candidates and the security of the electoral process and the results. That's a challenge uh, with the uh, armed groups operating with impunity. Uh, that is a challenge that the country continues to need to work with. Uh, Iraq continues to receive the support of the United States and other countries and the international community in general in this area. But the next few months are uh, key challenges to watch. If we, there, there, the battle is there. Uh, there are those who are interested in discouraging the voters from turning out because uh, larger votes uh, turnout could uh, uh, undermine the existing uh, political elite that they have controlled the state and uh, are uh, extracting the resources for their own benefit. Um, uh, but the people are not sure if yet they can trust the process. They want democracy. They are fighting for it with their lives. Uh, but this upcoming milestone um, is, is still a work in progress. And finally, what has the Biden administration had to say lately about Iraq? Well, the Biden administration has been uh, very supportive of um, uh, Prime Minister Kalbani, um in, 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 uh, in, in, in the COVID response, in the diplomatic uh, support, and uh, also showing solidarity uh, in the challenges that the prime minister and the government have been facing uh, when there has been showdown between the prime minister and the government and armed groups the uh, biden administration has been vocal and supportive um, of the colony government and when there has been uh, attacks against protesters and uh, uh, killing of civic leaders the u.s uh, has been uh, active and vocal along with the u.s allies as well and in April, there has been a recent round of uh, strategic dialogue between Iraq and the United States um, to continue uh, support for Iraq's sovereignty, for Iraq's security forces against um, ISIS and the human legacy that uh, this conflict has left uh, behind. And uh, actually, a couple of days ago, there has been some technical talks about discussing uh, the status of the troops and the redeployment um, of U.S. troops in Iraq, but no timetable has been set. Sarhang Hamasayed is director of Middle East programs at the U.S. Institute of Peace. He tweets at Sarhang Salar. Thank you so much for joining me. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Great yeah, to be appreciate here. the update. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.